All right. Hello, world citizens. Oh, yes. Welcome yeah. to our podcast again. Yeah, friendly friends. Yeah, and listening to listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder where you all are right now. It's sort of um, a mystery. If the world is big and also small. Yeah. It's hard Podcasting to say. into your room. Maybe you're in your bathroom. We don't even know. Car. Perhaps will people uh, say oftentimes in bed, in fact, they listen to us. Yeah, to put them to sleep. It's <laughs> kind of sad, but okay. I mean, I guess we're soothing. Yeah. Although. No, I like it. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I have trouble listening to podcasts in bed. It's an awkward uh, scenario for me. Like my, my sister listens to music to go to sleep. I'm not one of those folk. I, I can. You can certain something could be on, and I will certainly fall asleep. Yeah, I, I will on occasion if I'm having trouble sleeping. I'll put Mark Marin, WTF on. Yeah. No offense, Mark, but he's got like eight billion episodes that'll just keep playing, and he just drones you off to sleep. <laughs> Soothes, I think. Yeah, at a, at a low volume. Yeah, sure. I get it. Uh, but if you're using us, we're better for the, just use us. <laughs> Screw you, Mark Marin. <laughs> Starting a podcast war here. <laughs> so we have words and, and lessons about life. We, you know what? We do have lessons about life in this one. Yeah, we usually do. Sure. Uh, so, so you're going to start us off with oh, a word called... I'm going to start us oh, no, off. No, start. no, no, please. No, I'll I, do it. It's already been said. All I'm right, in. then. I'm totally in. I heard, I heard a resentment. No, I was just surprised. Mm. I Reticence. <laughs> I am starting us off with a term near and dear to my heart, which sort of comes up later in the research. Uh, the term is latchkey kid. Latchkey kid. Jay, do you know, or what would you think if I said the word latchkey kid to you? Well, this is the thing, Ray. Yeah. Had you asked me, yeah. say, two or three years ago, oh. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Like, I had heard the term all my life. I was once one, but didn't know it. I didn't yeah. know what that was. It's, yeah. It seemed like an odd, like, I don't need that word, those words, for one thing, my key wasn't on a latch. I lived in a bad neighborhood. You didn't leave a key anywhere. Someone could find it. You, you, you kept. I had my own key. Well, that's sure. That's a part of it. It wasn't. But I'll get to that. You can finish your story. Oh, it just sounded like you. Ca- anyway, <laughs> sorry. I was excited. It's a kid who comes home to an empty house because you know both parents are working, and no one's there to care for their poor little. <laughs> And then so you you get the key off of the latch and you go inside. That's my answer. You are mostly correct in the definition that you just gave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly as you said, a child who is at home without adult supervision for some part of the day, uh, especially after school. Right. Until a parent returns from work or whatever. Uh, however, the latch... The key being on something, a latch is not part of the definition. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we got it. OED defines latch key as a key used to draw back the night latch of a door. Night latch. Because you only lock your doors at night way back then. I lock them 24-7. We do now nowadays. In some places, I don't believe they did. I remember growing up uh, visiting 
my relatives in central Pennsylvania, and they did not lock their things. <laughs> Their cars, anything. It was it. I was the first kind of experience I personally had had with that happening. Yeah, it like, seems wait, you crazy. Don't lock your cars? I'm like, no, we're in central Pennsylvania. Anyway, um, this is a fairly newish word phrase. Uh, it takes off in the 30s, although we do have an 1825 uh, OED usage. At last, he recollected he had a latch key in his pocket. <laughs> um, but in the 30s. It, it has a different meaning. Um, well, the latch was the lock. Right. Exactly. This is, uh, <laughs> this is revolutionary. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it was more of an alone all day versus an alone after school. Uh, it's seen, well, I'll say in 1935, a column in New York newspaper. You'll see swarms of unattended youngsters, most of them wearing keys on strings around their neck. These are the latchkey children, put on the streets early each morning by their working mothers, collected again at night. If a child becomes ill or injured, some stranger may take it to its home and put it to bed. <laughs> <laughs> what a day. What a day. I mean, you know. What a time we lived in. If you want a better neighborhood, you got to be better neighbors. Mm. That's just how it is. Wow, that's, um, <laughs> that's profound. Right? Yeah. Uh, 1942, increase in drinking and gambling, more juveniles who wander the streets at night, more sex problems among girls, illegal employment of children at late night hours, just the late night hours. It's only illegal to employ children. Yeah, yeah in the day you can. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and more latchkey children who get their own meals and provide their own pastime while parents are working. That was 1942, uh, the Democrat and Chronicle. 1942, we were just getting into the big one. Which is exactly, and also, I mean, honestly, the 30s coming out of, wait, which one's the big one? Is w- that two? W-2. So, world, but, but again, 30s, World War One, we're coming out of that. Same, and these are great points you are making, Jay, because they follow into the definition I'm talking about here. As you said, men were off at war. Women were working for the war efforts, perhaps at the time, um, which... You know, getting getting ladies in the workforce was a great liberating effect for 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 women. Um, but then, when school was let out, whenever in the afternoon, we'll say three p.m. I don't remember when I got out of school. Uh, the, the kids would go home to to an empty house, or possibly, you know, a, a house with an older sibling or several siblings. You'd get, I would say, I would get two or three hours of being allowed to. They they say play outside. I'm sure some kids did that, or read, which is more my style, or pursue hobbies inside, which was also my style. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And if you were me, you would sit and eat uh, frosted mini-wheats and probably watch MTV Headbangers Ball with your older sister. Wow. Or or you'd just watch cartoons. Yeah, Yeah. Life of Riley. Yeah, no, it was something. I also watched uh, TV shows on Nickelodeon, which I was told I wasn't allowed to watch, but you can't govern me when you're not there. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> such a daredevil. Right? And like I said, I'd eat frosted mini-wheats or whatever you would find in the cabinets. And apparently, I, I found while I was researching this, that you can Google latchkey kids snacks uh, and find all sorts of uh, really interesting food combinations. <laughs> I know that my sister used to eat uh, peanut butter and pepperoni sandwiches, which were strange, but interestingly tasty i do recall that from my young childhood it's, yeah. it's an odd combination yeah. not gonna lie uh, i was a, a triscuit pizza man myself or yeah. cracker pizza any kind of pra- cracker um 
so while while it hits hits our ears more popular 1930s 40s uh it really sort of takes hold and more commonplace in the 70s and 80s um, 70s yeah 70s and 80s who they literally they say describe members of gen, gen x well yeah there was the first you know post-world war ii you had more moms going off to work and then wanting to stay but it i think it took a while for that yeah to catch everybody. yeah until yeah. every household pretty much was a. Uh, two-income household i don't say every you know but no in the working class world they were yeah yeah i mean both of my parents worked my mom had tons of different jobs honestly but in in this there was a a study in 2004 that say that the uh the gen x latchkey kids went through they're all important formative years as one of the least parented least nurtured generations in u.s history (laughs) um yeah. Yeah. So they were they were pretty prevalent during the seventies and eighties. Um, basically, as you said, as a result of of both parents needing to work, women entering the workforce in more of a full steam ahead kind of way, and also uh, high high divorce rates, higher divorce rates, increased divorce rates. We'll say, how's that? I'll um, accept that. Yeah. So before there was mass child care. Uh, or or lots of child care options. I don't know how many options there really are for child care. To be honest. But some more. There was like a tender care, I think, when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't remember. One of my friends went there. <laughs> I don't know I, what happens there. Yeah. It, they had a bear logo or something. I don't remember. I, I hated being the last kid at daycare. Like that was that that was not pleasant for me to deal with as a child. <laughs> I was always the last kid to be picked up from daycare. And it was not fun to be there by yourself with like the daycare, we'll say teachers. I don't know. <laughs> Just kind of hanging out. Everyone wants to go home, and I'm like, I, uh, I want to go home too, guys. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I want to go home. Yeah, the latchkey kids are also referred to as day orphans, which <laughs> That's again, just, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the there are studies on why it's, it's a Beatles song. What's that? Day yeah, orphan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, now, I'm gonna be singing that. Yeah. Um, but there are studies on why this is the worst possible thing to happen to children, and there are just as many studies saying why it is the best thing to happen to children. Um, worst being you're unsupervised, you have no one to you know help you out, no one blah blah blah. Good being you're you're able to self be self sufficient, you can kind of plan your own shit stuff, um, <laughs> live your own life. You don't rely on you know, someone yeah. else to, 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 I think the, the counterpoint to that, which is what happens nowadays, or some people, and I'm generalizing, uh, is the helicopter parent. The opposite of the latchkey kid is the helicopter parent where they're always hovering around like a helicopter would imply, um, <laughs> we, we got it. <laughs> and, and sort of micromanaging every little tiny aspect of their child's life versus, uh, saying, all right, kid, good luck. We'll see you later. And letting the kid kind of figure out what the heck. Yeah. But worst, best thing, I don't know. In my experience, it was a little from column A, a little from column B. Um, Well, you know, I always say it was tough. A lot of that stuff was tough, but I I still wouldn't change it. Same. It made me self-sufficient. Yeah. It made me not afraid to be alone. You know, I I can be alone. I'm happy to be alone, do stuff, figure out my own things. Those are the positives that the study site as well. I mean, essentially. 
Yeah. Yeah. And there are plenty of negatives, but I I wouldn't trade them off to be a... No, I I feel the same way. Like, that was my experience. And it's not just one of those, like, well, I experienced it, so everyone should. I don't feel like it was detrimental in the ways that, like, you know, both my parents worked. They also were divorced. Uh, I don't recall feeling, like, neglected or abandoned for that reason, for being able to be at home by myself for a few hours, really, after school. And again, for a little while, my sister was also there, so I wasn't alone alone. But I I really do, I sort of recall when I got my first house key, I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. um, And they, my, I believe my dad said, okay, we, you know, we need to tell you this, you need to take this key and you got to be, you know, responsible. Perhaps it was my mom that did it, I don't remember. But uh, it felt like it was like, oh, they trust me. And they feel that I'm able to have this responsibility, which is also a, a plus in the, the study site. Like it shows kids that, you know, they can figure out their own stuff. They can be responsible if you give them, give them the chance. We can self-govern, <laughs> as I like to say. <laughs> yes. The, the term has kind of died off in more recent years, since the 80s, I guess. Um, and not because they, they don't exist anymore. Uh, it's just, I don't know, there, there was a study in 2014 that said uh, about 20% of uh, K through 12 students are technically, you know, they're home alone after school. So 20%, that's not, that's not nothing at all. You know what happened to that kid? What? Home alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got those wet bandits. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just a part of uh, part of that, the latch, the latch key. You've got your key around your, your neck. So uh, it was prevalent to be called that when? It, it sounds like the term 70s and, 80s. 70s and 80s was where it was most common and popular. Again, not that the, the phenomenon, I'll call it, doesn't still exist, did not exist before that. Obviously, like I said, it, went, it goes back to... Uh, to 1930s in the sense of of children um 1825 was just a using a latch key as the word but yeah 1930s is when we kind of hit hit latch key kid then sort of fades away comes back 70s 80s it's it's got the ground running and then it goes away again which i'm not sure why um it didn't say like why it had died off maybe because no one uses the term latch anymore i don't know I don't know, because we still say dial a number and all that kind of thing, right? And film. Yeah, yeah we're filming. You're going to film I this. you. Yeah. Did you, really? Yeah. Got the old Panaflex out, huh? So, <laughs> Like I said, just as many studies that say it was the worst thing, there's just as many that say it was the best thing. It was the worst of things. It was the best, it was the best yeah. of things. I think the, the Onion had it best when they ran a story in 2011. Uh, the headline was... Study finds every style of parenting produces disturbed, miserable adults, <laughs> which <laughs> is 100% true. Yeah, God bless the onion. Yeah. <laughs> They're our only source of journalistic integrity. But yeah, I mean, I turned out okay. I'm definitely messed up in lots of ways. I'm not going to say that I'm not. And I'm sure that some of it relates to some of those things, <laughs> like my lack of respect for authority and such things like that. And the fact that you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, you're still telling this guy. No. But, uh, you know, all in all, I think I'm okay. And I, I think some of us are. And, you know, a lot of it depends on, you know, lots of other circumstances, obviously. But uh, latchkey kid. They're kids that started out with keys tied to their mittens or perhaps worn around a, a rope on their neck. 
so strangers could take them home uh, and put them in bed if <laughs> if they felt ill or became injured. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> you know, Ray. Yeah, Jay. This is the spot in the day when you know one of us might read a letter yeah. that was written in to us the previous week by our our fellow friends out there. Yeah. This is that this would be one of those times. And, and yet this past week I went to the mailbox every yeah, day. I know, I saw. No letters. Oh. Yeah, the flag was down, flag was down, I thought maybe. But yeah, so I mean, it doesn't have to come with a postage stamp. It could come just through the interweb. Yeah, free. Free. And so we hope that you'll uh, write into us and and tell us things or ask us things. Sure. Tell us about your latchkey kid experience. Yeah. <laughs> We're on Instagram and Reddit and Twitter. At Whole Nine Yards Pod. Nine is a number. And we're on Facebook. As Whole Nine Yards Podcast. Nine is a number. Also a number. Yeah. And then at the end of the show, Rebecca gives you an email too. I mean, so many ways. Options. We like to we like to present options. You know, back in the day, all you could just like make stones spell out letters in a field that was the best you could do yeah and now there's all, all this it's all we had and then finally the internet came along yeah yeah smoke signals also had that sure so here's rebecca Some with before. her own smoke signals Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils. For a winning blend of comfort and support, follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty. Designed to make good sleep accessible to all. Real luxury, unreal prices. Allswellhome.com. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Mine has nothing at all to do with keys or kids. Ooh. Uh, I don't even know that it has anything in common. Oh. But it is the word, term, thought, answer to all things. Buckaroo. Buckaroo. Nice. Buckaroo. Listen here, Buckaroo. Yeah. Listen up, Buckaroo. 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 Hey, Jim Dandy. Yeah. We'll get to Jim Dandy. This is Buckaroo. Did we do Jim Dandy? Maybe. I'll have to find out. That sounds familiar. But we're not doing that today. We're doing Buckaroo. And I'm going to say, you know, Buckaroo, in the end... Shouldn't be complicated. However, no. and Ray, I, I fear getting a bad reputation as a Debbie Downer, negative naysayer fellow. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a pretty upbeat guy. Sure. But I have to call things out when I see them. 
if they're negative. Some people yeah. would just say, well, say nothing. You can't say anything good, you know, That's say not... nothing. Oh. But I can't, I can't because it's angering. Right. <laughs> I know this feeling. So, I, uh, you know what? Just say nothing. So, <laughs> if you were to search yeah. the internet. Sure. Looking for where did we get this word buckaroo? Do you know what you're going to find? You're going to find a lot of people misdirecting you. I don't know why. I don't know why they do it. Yeah. Like, sure. Okay. What do they have to gain from this? Well, is it just laziness? They're not trying to gain anything. They just don't want to figure out for real, real. There are some instances where just we have uncovered many where it just seems like vehement misdirection. Oh, yeah, that whole clear as a bell thing with the no overtones. I was like, well, that's, what? How could you even write that? People write things. They wrote it. Yeah. Now, here's one where where the real answer is easy to find and verify. And yet, <laughs> I know. You have to go through. <laughs> I I have to jump through flaming hoops. Yeah. But it's okay. In some instances, I guess people might want to sidetrack you in order to have a platform for themselves or for a cause. Uh, and that seems to happen on occasion. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they want to fit their, their own narrative to make it make sense to what they're trying to tell you. Yeah. So here's my point. Uh, you'll find these words that people say, oh, buckaroo, it came from this, bokra and bakra, that are African-derived words Mm -hmm. that did end up in South Carolina. And we've uncovered uh, some etymology that did lead back to... Yeah, West Africa. Yeah, from Mm -hmm. South Carolina, uh, there were a few things. um, And then then also the connection of that to words and dialect in Louisiana that Mm -hmm. also were traceable back to Africa via some of those other routes. But... I thought, oh wow, this is this is much more elaborate than I thought. Yeah, but lies are they? <laughs> um, so it does sound like that. Bakra, bakara, mm-hmm. bakarao. All right. And a lot of these have varying definitions. Some meant people with knowledge and power. Uh, some of them were because they came from Africa and landed in the states to some degree. You could associate them in some ways with slaves, but but not really, uh, because I can't find anything that would make them the buckaroo. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it doesn't move that way. Not at all. Yeah. I did due diligence, and there's just a lot of this on the internet about tracing it to that, and it's just it's just not true. So... I won't spend time on that just because I'd be happy to talk about this word if it tied into anything, um, but it it doesn't. Yeah. If I were... <laughs> Ray? Yes, Jay. If I were to ask you, gee, what's a buckaroo? Uh, I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> what's a buckaroo? I might you use I'm going to well I would uh I would probably use it to refer to a young probably male child. Really? I guess I'd call it like a little buckaroo. I'm like hey, listen, up little buck or if I was an audience of children perhaps, I'd refer to them as buckaroos. I wouldn't say it in general. 
So it's hard for me to imagine. <laughs> um, but what does it mean? I don't know. Is it rodeo related? Well, now you're getting closer, aren't you? Oh, sweet. I mean, I, I just assumed it was like a little cowboy guy. Now you're even closer. I don't want to spoil it. Because no. I don't, I mean, I don't know that, but I, that's what I would uh, suggest. You yeah. see a little little person in a cowboy costume? <laughs> you call him Guru. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know why you're going little person. I think. Oh, okay. I think. Um, what are those? What are those clothes for kids that you match up with the like, underoos? Yeah. Oh, so I think the ruse are making you. That's making you think. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, the little person. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of it, you're on to something now, aren't you? I guess I didn't research. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why you're stuck on the little person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so buckaroo, you know, it's one of those things we see a good amount of, and that is, it is really a word from another language that kind of sounds like we say it vaguely, but, you know, we uh, uh, hear it and hear it with our American ears and turn it into something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's not really that far from it. And that word is Baquero. Oh, okay. And, and this is spelled V-A-Q-U-E-R-A. V. Right. Huh. But in Spanish, that V be sounding like a B. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't believe them at first because I'm, I'm uh, poorly educated in the languages. <laughs> But I checked it, yeah. Uh, pronunciation sites where people read it for you, and also phonetic spellings. Yeah, all check out. Yeah, Bacara. Huh. Okay. And this is. Um, I'll simplify it first, and then I will define it. Because when I simplify it, listeners who already know and understand this will go, "Hey, you're wrong." So wait there. <laughs> wait just there. Um. So it's sort of simplified a mexican cowboy okay super simplified super simplified gotcha see somehow is the landscape in the southwest changed over centuries and the borders were changed and people did ranching people did other sorts of farming and also terrain as we were able to although it's a it's an issue now but as we were able to control the water and and make more use of some of those lands mm-hmm. um, for different kinds of farming and, and on different kinds of terrain. Mm-hmm. So what we think of as a cowboy, which a Mexican baquera had a different terrain they operated on mm-hmm. and a different sort of style of going about their duties and even fashioning themselves. Although there, there are some questionable distinctions, mostly in uh, attire. But anyway, you know, because up, up in more rocky terrain, it seems more that difficult terrain were cow punchers and cowboys. <laughs> I don't know why they're punching a cow. You shouldn't cows. do that. Don't, don't punch, punch cows. No. No. But... That's not really what they're doing, but they needed to protect their legs more and so wore a different kind of chap. Okay. Uh, 
their distance because they were in hilly areas and rockier areas. They would use a shorter rope because they couldn't, they wouldn't need a longer rope. They wouldn't be able to lasso anything very far away. Right. So because of the terrains, keeping things close, close to you, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also without going and spending a few weeks on a dude ranch myself, which I just don't have the time for. I, that movie, that documentary you could watch, City Slickers. I could. I, that, they, yeah. Uh, differences in the saddle. I get it with the swell. You know that hump? The front thing? Yeah, the front um, thing. This is, this, is, this is what I got. Yep, the front thing. So any cowboys or buckaroos listening, like totally sorry. Sorry. But a cowboy has a swell and split reins. I guess also because of the type of terrain and maybe that swell. If you're going down a hill... You know that mm, mm-hmm. that's with the saddle with the lip in front would keep, you know keep you from sliding sure. right to hell up the horse's neck. Yeah, right. Uh, whereas a true buckaroo doesn't need that, so they don't have a swell. They also mm. tended to have a style to be more fancy and would have uh, adornments and and silver decorations on their saddle and and on some of their garb. But, you know, time passes and lines get blurred. Mm -hmm. And so uh, flatter, more open, arid terrains, even up in the upper southwest United States, might claim to have buckaroos. And cowboys might be in some of the other areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Many people would just call them all cowboys. Yeah. yeah. There's a buckaroo society. Ooh. dedicated to uh, stopping you from doing that. Educating us. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good, because I would be one of the uneducated. It's a distinction. Yeah. But really, it came from vaquero, vaquero. It looks like vaquero. If you saw it, you'd say yeah, that. Right. Uh, but it's a bee. And then, you know, we just kept uh, turning it into one of our uh, our goofy words, like hornswoggle. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm Makes dedicated to bringing most, that up every episode. Most episodes, <laughs> yeah, every episode. Uh, there's a game I found, a child's game that is very reminiscent of the game I I brought up to you, Dynamite mm-hmm. Shack. Dynamite, yeah. Where there's this little uh, sort of um, less than attractive donkey, plastic donkey, and. Um, you put a saddle on him, yeah. and I guess you hit a switch or wind him up or something, and then you have to, between you know turns with the other people in the game, I suppose, there's a bedroll, a canteen, a crate, a frying pan, a cowboy hat, or a buckaroo hat, mm-hmm. uh, a guitar, a holster, lantern, rope, saddle, wow. shovel, and dynamite. What? All of these items you have to place on this poor horse's back or donkey yeah and um you know eventually the donkey doesn't take it anymore and bucks and um off flies the stuff so if you're the person putting that last Mm -hmm. element on you lose you lose it you you know the donkey bucks it all off yeah and (laughs) laughter is had oh we got the last one and then you lost you know you lost you lost that's right So, but you're right to point that out just because of the playful nature of the roo, buckaroo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You thought of it, it must be a child and buckaroo. 
I'm up speaking. Right. Buckaroo. <laughs> Under ruse. Yeah. yeah. Just because of that, you yeah. know, you might think, and our, our increasing disconnection from... Yeah, actual history. Actual history. Real lived history versus random dates and facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that so that's why we're here to yeah. educate ourselves yeah. on the microphone. Yeah. And so we're learning. Hopefully our friends are learning and hopefully they can teach us. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great too. So that's all I have. Do you have anything else yourself? I I was prepared to hear uh like because the horse bucks and you know something else well the game made a play on that and made the donkey a buck it bucks and throws the stuff off you know but that's not where it comes that's not what it's about yeah nice yeah it's much richer than I was gonna say yeah like most things we figure out some things some things some things are also less rich (laughs) (laughs) yeah so everything's great. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're not idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyu at whole9yards.org. That's heyu at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.